So today we're going to talk about the car shows in our area and what we have to look forward to this year. Is it going to be a good one or is it going to be a total failure? Hey everybody and welcome to Car Side Chat. I am your host Primo and uh, today I want to talk about car shows and I have an expert on tonight, our uh, perfect correspondent for this kind of discussion that we have every year. There's all this crazy stuff going on so I think it's important to bring it up to an expert. I have not had time to do this stuff. I mean if you guys noticed we actually missed I think the last show um we've been we covered in a blizzard so it it was what it was i'm gonna have to let myself slide i hope you guys can forgive me too but um so like i said this is your host primo we're 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 full speed ahead here uh and i'm trying to get stuff done i'm actually kind of excited because we got all the stuff that we need right now to kind of go with this live show thing uh definitely had some technical difficulties going into tonight too uh but yeah that's the thing is is it's it's i'm i'm feeling it now we got this and i want to be able to do something that we can do on the show that's going to be live as well as something where we can do where we can kind of pre-record so if you don't want to miss any of that definitely uh hit that subscribe button don't forget to like and subscribe uh do everything you got if you like the show put something in the comments let's have a discussion about it uh and that thing is is we do have we do know that like for instance lamborghini we i was on beyond time uh the other night uh we talked about the new lamborghini stuff going from hybrid to electric all those things have changed ktm has just done a 600 horsepower car and don't forget the corvette that sold for what is it 3.6 million dollars and all the stuff all stuff that we're definitely going to be talking about in the future uh but tonight i want to like i said i want to direct this about car shows and kind of see what our car show season was so tonight i have with me mr joel chapel of new england auto shows.com that's right right did i get that right that is correct i've been practicing well well played i know i do it so if i i mean yeah i i can be taught <laughs> so how you doing today I'm reasonably indecent. Right, nice. did Did you get um Did you get some of the big snow stuff that was going on this this one, or does that? Uh, you... I, I think. By the way, I, you had this this great time lapse of 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 your encounter with it on on the on the social social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we. I don't know if we got six inches or twenty inches because the wind was so bad that. I think my driveway had a total of two inches, but uh, the amount of time that it snowed, it seemed like I should have had about 18 inches out there. But um, we, just, it, the wind, the wind just, just howled through and just carried it away. That was the crazy stuff, especially about because the first night going into the next day, everything got crazy. We got 25 inches, but it kind of like it compacted over time, and then it was very fluffy was easy to move and then when we got to the day where we're actually plowing it then it it became junk so is that kind of what you guys got to yeah i mean i mean it was nice light light fluffy the snowblower just you know sprayed it away kind of thing and uh, it was definitely not snowball wet like no 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 it was very dry snow um i guess you could call it that but mostly because it was just so cold that you know it, it it didn't melt or anything like that and then Mm-hmm. Uh, just became this like compact uh, 
you know, because kind of went like windblown snow has this weird capacity of like suddenly like like the the crystals just kind of like compact tighter together and they and, and they become almost like a hard crust. Yeah. Um, well, the thing the thing for us is usually it, it'll rain or something will happen like it, it gets yeah. warm enough to get that's and then it compacts and it's impossible to move. Yeah. That's what we had the for the for the snowstorm before. Mm-hmm. And hopefully for the car show season we won't have that. Right. No, I'm, I don't want any snowstorm in the middle of July, and I, right, I right. expect it to be the next ice age at any point here. So it is right. what it is. Right. Someday, <laughs> well, yeah, not in our life. What What do we have left? I mean, we have a pandemic. We've had really weird weather. Um, what else do we have that can ruin car show season? Um, lack we of have, cars. We, we, <laughs> have, we haven't had a, a meteor yet. No, no, we haven't had a meteor. Um, we haven't had um, a comet releasing some kind of bizarre. That, uh, we didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like we didn't have a gamma ray uh, burst from the the sun. Well, uh, I was. We were working on the gamma ray, but it kind of didn't. It didn't cohese the way I expected it to. So yeah, right. that might two years from now. Yeah, we'll yeah. You know, we we can keep working on it. Right. I like to have hope for this stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So, but on a whole, so we last, last year we had an amazing, we actually think we did have an amazing car show year. We We just kind of started off. Everybody had dour, dismal expectations for last year's car show season. So, so what you're saying is, is that the reason the season went so well was because our expectations were so junk. I, uh, I think that's actually not, uh, an untrue statement. Um, I, I'm okay with it, <laughs> uh, but even in even towards the end of 2020, we actually saw some pretty decent shows like, like that actually occurred when when you know some of the limitations were beginning to lift um, a little bit towards the end of the summer. But I think in 2021 there was still a lot of trepidation, and we had we saw a lot of shows not happen. Some of the some of the big venues were hesitant, especially in the Massachusetts area, were very hesitant to allow large crowds to show up. There was a lot um, more regulations too. Now we're we're really kind of everything seems a lot more lax, right? Uh, is it more lax, or is it because we've become more comfortable? Um, That's a good and, question. Yeah, right. You know, it is, uh, or or we've become used to the idea of like a car show in a pandemic. Dare um, we say the new normal? I hate that statement. I do too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Like, uh, like I, 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 like you might have noticed. I kind of did a, yeah. you know, uh, but feel it. It's good. Yeah, it, you're right. Um, and and I mean, the reality is, is we're probably never going to have the same normal that we had in 2018, 2019. Yeah, that's true. Right, but I think we're um, we're like one of the things that we're starting to see, or at least I'm starting to see, is um, it's looking like some of the indoor venues are starting to happen again. Um, we didn't see the international auto show in Boston happened. So what, what was, the, what was the reason for the international auto show not happening? Not because of COVID. It was what, more. What, a lack was, what was the reason it, for it? It was a lack of supply of cars. Oh my God. And I, yeah, that just we, seems weird. You, yeah. I mean, you know, Ford still has their parking lot of F one fifties sitting with no ECMs in it. Um, and I actually think if you've noticed their ad campaign right now is order your truck uh, custom order your truck and we'll get it for you. And I think wow. what that really 
I, I think that really means is, is they're getting just enough ECMs in and they're kind of going, okay, what do you want for a truck? Okay. Okay. Here's an ECM. Go down that row about 400 trucks <laughs> and that truck is pretty much probably down over like over in the left hand side. Um, are we it, seeing, are we seeing this thing? I mean, is this pretty much, and I, some of this, I think I know the answer to it, but are we, are we going to see that? Is it going to be affecting stuff like Geneva or what is it? Uh, Detroit or any of that stuff when it comes to the, the big kind of international shows, or is this something that's going to be more limited? You think? So here's the thing. I'm not 100% sure how much the supply chain is affecting the Eastern European manufacturing. Um, is, it as, is it affecting the exotic car market as much as it is affecting the mass market or the mass produce market? Right. And exotics um, have seen record sales, so I don't think it's help hurting them too much. I don't think it's hurting them at all. But the other thing is, is that's the whole thing is like they are their own supply chain. Like, right. you know, in other words, you know... Uh, Ferrari pretty much hand builds an engine right there. You know yeah. they're not waiting. Sand for blocks and all the whole nine yards. Yeah, they don't right, hold that. Yeah. Right, and and I mean, yeah, they they might be having some chip issues, um, LCD issues, and in some cases and all that. But I mean, who knows? They're crazy enough to go back to analog, um, and 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 sell it as this is the way. <laughs> right. Well, that's uh, that, the thing is, is I, I mean, so right now, let's put it like this. So I've, I have seen a couple of car shows in general kind of cancel out uh, because of the way the things are right now. So I think they're not sure. We see that re restrictions are, are really not what they were before. I think everything we're seeing is very, pretty much negligent so far. So, and we had this big pop when it came into 2021 because everybody had been through a year of nothing. So the thing is, is I guess what is kind of your, if you will, starting verdict on what we're seeing this year? Are we seeing people that are canceling or are they just jumping in the boat and we're full speed? Uh, I think we're in hesitation mode. Okay. Uh, I, I think we're in, let's see how it plays a little bit and let's start announcing. But I mean, quite a few shows. I, I, have, I have 67 confirmed via their website. Wow. And I'm sure that's, that's a good number. Right. But I'm sure there are many more that I haven't gotten to yet. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, let's remember that for for me, probably about 80 percent of the car shows that are out there don't even realize that I have them on my list, my radar yeah. um, on, on my calendar kind of thing. So, so do, are uh, you seeing a lot of these new kind of I've seen. What's been happening is, is everybody started with this kind of full momentum going in and then everything kind of like because 2021 was big. Everybody was involved in it and it almost felt like a hoorah. And then all of a sudden we're hitting 2022 and I'm seeing people retire, people getting out of the car show business and people who before kind of was like, hey, this is the year I was out that ended up going too long. Now they're kind of seeing themselves out the door is are we seeing kind of an influx and a change a new guard if you will or is it kind of the same old same old i don't want to say that it's the same old same old but i also don't want to say that we're seeing like a lot of like like our original cars car shows going away i and matter of fact i think we can say that some of the old guard are coming back because of covid not allowing them to wow. be around mm -hmm. so like a good example of that is the Camaro Club have officially announced that they they feel that they're confident that they're going to have a car show back at the Budweiser plant in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Nice. Which is a big venue. 
um, that is probably one of the bigger venues. And I think the Camaro Club, of the four car shows that show at that particular venue, the Camaro Club, I think, puts on certainly the most varied um, and different uh, cars that show up. I mean, you'll get well, everything. What's the kind of stuff that you expect at that show? Uh, well, certainly you're going to see Camaros, right, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> but but uh, but you'll see the you know the classic Corvettes. You're going to see the '57 Bel Airs. You're going to see the um, the Dodge Cornets. You're going to see Vista Cruisers. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see uh, El Caminos. You're going to um, not just Chevrolet, but you're going to see your Buick Grand Nationals. You're going to see the Smoking the Bandit uh, tribute cars. Yeah. Um, you know, years. Do, do, do you know what I ran into the other day, which I thought was crazy? Was we ran into a very old school um, Mercedes, and we on the Executive Automotive Society on our Facebook page, and with somebody that I've known for a very long time, at least over eleven years, uh, they had worked on some of these old Mercedes, and the idea of having like the shoebox, the American shoebox versus the Mercedes version. It's it's funny because one car is bigger than the other. But yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing a resurgence of some of these old BMWs, old Mercedes. It's something that I saw kind of influx last year, but it didn't really jump out. And this even, year, I'm seeing even it as more. early even as early as 2019, I saw like old school BMW 2002s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like showing up at car shows, which I think uh, for me hold a very special place because my dad had one. Nice. You know, and and that that's like one of those. If I win the lottery, I I have to have one. Yeah. Um, how much? How much would something like that go for now? I I mean I've seen them anywhere between like, to, you know, you can you can find a rusted out one even for still on the the three to four, and then up to like the fifteen even, wow. even higher kind of thing depending on the depending on condition and also, um, like you know how many miles, um, what's odd is like you you find like a lot of the automatics like starting to show up like but but that's like the 73 to 77 mm-hmm. uh the the problem is is that you're also seeing those versions with the um it's usually the uh, 2002 um ti which is the um lyman klugel uh, yes yeah uh uh um yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> fuel, uh, the crazy fuel stuff that I know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the mechanical fuel injection, which the last I knew, there was only like one guy in the world who can actually rebuild those things in Washington State. Uh, That's crazy. Like in Washington State uh, in the U.S. And he was actually, he's actually, or I, I don't even know if he's still around. The last time I saw him, uh, I, I saw him like on a bunch of YouTubes, and then of all shows, he showed up on Wheeler Dealers when they found a uh, a TI to um, rebuild, and they had to send their 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 unit out to this guy, and they literally like he literally had it hooked up to a uh, to machinery to like go through and like have it work uh, and and go through and clean every every venturi slash uh, you know inlet valve for that thing. And I just, um, there's something about some of this European stuff. They, the no stone unturned kind of stuff that they go through when they're rebuilding something. And it's funny because like some of the Mopar guys were looking at me and saying, well, you know, we go through this and when we rebuild a car, it's, it's, it's top notch. And I was like, have you ever seen one of these guys go through a BMW or Mercedes or old car that just has this tech that you're just like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. 
they are fine tooth combing that thing. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny. Uh, it, it's the same for every European car, and it's not just like limited to like the. Um, I, I think the best examples of like people finding like the uh, the most that they can possibly restore are are Jaguar guys. Oh, don't you know, I knew you were going to bring that up. Too. Like, you're right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like, I actually uh, had a neighbor who had a like a late '60s era, um, and it was originally it was silver. And we literally, we literally used to like as kids, we used to roll around playing this thing because uh, it had an electrical fire in the in the front. And, a fire and, in a Jaguar? What a unique! Really, I know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? Yeah, no, it never right? happens. <laughs> right, and uh, I I went to like you. Oh gosh, I think I want to say it was 2018. I went to a restoration garage in Hollis, New Hampshire, that was having an open house. I covered it on my website, and in pulls in a uh, forest green Jaguar, and. Uh, I was at, I happened to be sitting next to the owner of the place we were talking and he says, Oh, he says, This thing right here, that's like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars all day long. Wow, that's right? crazy. And and I said, Are you kidding me? And he goes, Yeah, we did the restoration on it. And mm. and I went, Oh my gosh. So I go up to it and lo and behold, it's the actual car and the the, the owner was the the neighbor that was down the street that we used to you know, crawl around oh. in it when we were kids and pretend we were James Bond. Well, haven't haven't worked on Jaguars for I mean I did very very short time and then I worked at obviously the dealership so I had a lot of experience there I just was just anything older the new stuff I didn't mind at all like you know obviously there was a lot of Ford in um, certain yeah. years but um in that that obviously made life easier per se um, but that's the thing is is it just they they were really difficult to work on very tough on clearances. Yep. And um, and that, that it reminds me. Of, so these guys that come to you and they say, you know what, you, you know how cheap those Rolls Royces and Bentleys are today that you can get someone for thirty thousand or whatever for cheap, and then you can drive around a Rolls Royce. And I was like, work on an old uh, a Bentley for any any time. I mean, it was, it was they have systems in them that you you stuff rust and you have to change the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're there's a reason that they're cheap, and it's I, I'm it's a nightmare sometimes you can get the right car and get the right stuff but if you get the right car you're gonna pay the premium for it there's it's like my porsche somebody was like oh you you know you pay for I, i'm gonna buy an old 944 for like something and i was like you're still gonna be into this thing working on it for there's a it, porsche tax yeah it, it's absolutely it's a tax yeah it's a tax you know and at, there, there's a corvette tax there's there's a there's a porsche tax there's certainly a jaguar tax there's an mg yeah. tax um, any of these, um, any Europe, Eastern European vehicle that you're going to get, and, and if you're going to like even attempt to get a, like a Western European, uh, you know, vehicle, that tax is even like you know, higher. Not that you can get a lot of those, um, you know, uh, especially in, in the states. Um, but you know, it, and it, but then you know, as as you know, you know, we're seeing like a lot of these guys who are like starting to import. Uh, you know the Japanese vehicles that are like been sitting around. Um, oh yeah, that's gonna that that's bringing a whole new thing to it because I've had um, I used to get calls all the time about finding we need to find a Bentley, we need to find this, and the reason I didn't realize this, but the reason we didn't get contacted on Skylines and things like that 
was because people didn't that you couldn't import them so there was a big right. thing there now that stuff is getting imported i there's usually about either two, yeah, I mean, every two weeks or whatever i yeah, get a call remember, saying you know where where do i get this and is this a good car kind of thing was was it as close to 5 years ago that if we went to a car show and you saw skyline that was like the holy grail of vehicle you know, was it five or was it was it ten? It's very tough for me because see, I, I I come from kind of a different area code, if you will, and the prices for me kind of it's still one of those things that the people that want it are usually people that don't have twenty to thirty thousand dollars in their pocket that can buy something. They still have to do a loan for something, so they were still kind of the like I I, I knew guys with R thirty fours and guys with R thirty threes and people that import R thirty twos and they had them for race uh, permission and stuff like that. And that's how they got them in. So for me, it was, it, they're just kind of, you know what I mean? They're, 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 I'm sure they're going to become more special per se now. And they're going to become more common. Now, last year, really, I started to see kind of like a, one guy that owned a three, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's unheard of today. You know what I mean? I, I, it, but, it seemed to me like three years ago, like, you know, I saw one at a car show and then like, uh, last year and the year before, it was like mm-hmm. it was like five to six yeah. at one car show, and it's like you know, and well, you know, the thing the thing that you're seeing right now, is, and, yeah, stuff like the Mitsubishi FTO that yeah. is you're never gonna that's there's certain cars out there that that people don't realize like um, Cosworth Escorts, um, Mitsubishi FTO stuff that was kind of made in like the ninety five ninety six era yeah. that now really are. They they bring a premium, and it's yeah. it would be stupid not to import a Cosworth Escort and have somebody do it up. It was somebody the other day uh, left, I want to say Jaguar Corporate or something like that, and parked out front was a, a Cosworth Escort. And I'm like, what? The, where did that come from, you know? Right. But it's a big money car. So it's, that's, a big, it's a big money car, and I think it's a spectacular car. Yeah. I, I it, it, it's That's kind of one of those cars that's like uh, – for me, it's and 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 if there's ever a guy who makes fun of Fords, yeah, I'm the guy. Um, <laughs> but but that is definitely like a Ford that I would I would shell out the you know if I had the cash for it, I would definitely have one of those in my barn. Well, that it's, was it was so such a spectacular car. I, I want to say it was it was Wayne Carini's place that had the first one that I saw, and it was parked next to a Bugatti. Which I thought was the weirdest thing. I was like, "Why is this thing weirdest juxtaposition of vehicles?" <laughs> right, but he wanted. I think he was selling it. He said he wanted one hundred and thirty thousand or something like that for it. And you're like, "Well, when?" And that's a good example. When have you ever seen a Mitsubishi FTO in person? When have you ever seen a Cosworth Escort? In per- like you think about the rarest cars that you've ever seen, and they're not like you know, Pagani's. <laughs> You're right, you know, and it's funny too because I I think I've seen more Pagani's than I've actually seen a right. Cosworth, absolutely. Um, but you know, when I finally, I think, I think I only saw my very first Cosworth like only within the last five years. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, but, it, it's, but it's been like one of those cars that I've like always said, oh, I got to get one of those. You know, yeah. that that's you know that's something that I have to get. I want to say that car was, I think they only made about, because it's a homologated car. It was made specifically for racing. So you had to build a certain amount within a year. It's time for the first year. I think they only had to make 500. So it was really easy to get them in by all said and done. I think they had only made 3000 of them, which is right. right. 
I mean, yeah, that, it, it, something reeks of collector. There's your car, you know. There's your car, right? And and, that, and that's why you're seeing them even as early as you were seeing them for like one hundred thirty thousand. And right. you know, some like a non-running still goes for like the five digits, easy. Yeah. Um, but that's and that's I, I think that's something that because a lot of times and I when these guys talk collections they never it, the old Jaguars come up the old Alphas come up they a lot of these cars that you know you don't you, you I haven't really heard anybody jumping in and saying hey we we're looking at this RX seven you know what I mean or yeah maybe, some of the Datsuns do pretty well in that that market because they're yeah they're, like a two forty Z or two you know like uh yeah um, the dead brands. Know. Yeah, the two mm-hmm. the 260 uh, is kind of thing. You know what's interesting is that I'm seeing that are showing up now is like um, old Chevrolet loves, you know, like our... What like, is... I'm sorry, I, say again? I, you've never heard of like the Chevrolet love? Spell it's, it. It's L-U-V. No. That, this is the it, first time I've ever heard it. <laughs> it's it's uh, the fr- basically when everybody was buying... When everybody who was anybody was buying a uh, SR5... Uh, Toyota pickup, two-wheel drive pickup, or the Datsun. Oh, I've seen uh, one. Pickup. Oh, that's funny. Right. Um, and then okay. uh, Chevrolet Chevrolet were importing Mitsubishi trucks and slapping Chevrolet logos on them. Wow. And they called it the Chevrolet Love. And let me tell you, if you got one that wasn't rusted, it was somewhat of a miracle. I'm, I'm um, actually going to see if we can... Uh, Pull up a picture right now. Hold on. So Flying can... Sparks Garage right now is restoring one that actually has a rare diesel. A diesel. Wow. I'm not 100 percent sure if it actually came with a diesel or if mm. if it uh, or if somebody like retrofitted one into it. But um, it, it's always been a fascinating view. My cousin had one that he restored in back in the. I don't think you see. You can't uh, see this right now, but this is the. Uh, I'll minimize this picture up so people can see it. I need to make it so it defaults. But that truck right there—that's your Chevy Love. That's uh, and that's unique. What a bizarre vehicle! What what a yeah. bizarre vehicle! But, but suddenly, it's like interest in those are starting to show up. And matter, like even uh, uh, Wheeler dealers did a like a, a restoration of one back. Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. um, and and I saw I saw one recently, and it was kind of like one of those a to find one of those in New England that still has a full frame on it is probably a miracle because yeah, you know, that looks you know, like a rusty uh, car. Like that looks like a car that right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, but I mean, like other cars that you know that seem to be showing up at car shows with more frequency, I think are uh the the old 1970s station wagons yeah i've i've been i will say this now i will say it always it was something that i said to alpha when they brought their stuff into the states i know people i I know suvs are the thing and i know trucks are the thing and i'm okay with that but if you want to bring a new car into this market the way it is right now and you want to shake some trees bring a wagon Everybody, no matter how they says it, gets into that wagon, and I'm just, I'm well, kind of I mean, amazed they haven't caught on. Well, I mean, but but here's the thing, like how well did that, like Passat had a wagon for a while, yeah. that actually did very well. That's what I'm saying. Like and and how well did the BMW estate wagon do? Yep. 
that you know it's 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 like i said people i think people don't realize how much having an option that nobody else has yeah. is what's important yeah so and, and i'll tell you right now i would love to have a bmw state wagon as right. like a like as a secondary vehicle for hauling especially for picking up the groceries and yeah i would i would love to see how kind of collectible wagons are i remember seeing i want to say it was a c63 wagon amg or yeah. something and i remember i mean we had every kind of car there was lamborghinis and ferraris and this wagon pulled up and it was black and it was the the seek the you know the amg it was loud it was just everything you thought it was and this wagon came up and everybody stopped what they were doing to run over to be like i've never seen one of these in person well, I mean, so, didn't even Ferrari have like a version of like a like a semi wagon that they had for? They like had a the shoe. The, yeah, the, that's F- what they F- called it. Like yes. Everybody, yeah, the F- was, Yeah, they the the proper term was the shooting brake, but yep. I just I'm sorry, that's a shoe. And the worst part is, I had my friend Rich um, uh-huh. was he ran dealerships and he was a huge FF guy. I didn't believe that I hated the car. I couldn't stand it, and then. Uh, he kind of introduced me to it, and I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And then my friend Jim had one, and now it, it, there came a point when I was just like, I, I don't know why I don't like the car other than the look. And you still, it's kind of still tough to get over the look, but as a driving car, it was it was amazing. So I, mean, it was all, I think it was all-wheel drive. Like, just it was everything it's, that I didn't expect from a Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, I'm interesting, like, especially in the, in, like, in the classic era vehicles a, a car that i ran into at going back to the camaro clubs uh show at the budweiser plant was a 70s uh oldsmobile 442 vista cruiser oh yeah mm-hmm. a vista cruiser with a 442 edition yeah i i mean I first of all, I didn't even know they made it, but this guy even actually had the supporting documentation for like all, like the actual ads for it. Um, right. Didn't we have and, this conversation before? I think we did. We, we might have. We must have brought this up before because I remember it. Because I remember looking it up and going, "They made a four four two with that," and you were like, yeah. "Somebody was like, yeah, look it up." And I remember looking it up and going, "Wow, this is this is real. Like yeah. this is something." Yeah. Yeah, it's such an amazing car, and my—it's funny because my my uh, stepmother and father actually had a uh, standard Vista Cruiser that had a three-speed on the tree oh, manual wow. transmission with a Rocket 350. Yeah, and my dad's—very rarely did my dad ever get a, a speeding ticket, but he did get a speeding ticket in that car, and the uh, officer asked him why were you going for so fast? And my dad's answer was, I was running out second. Nice. There you, there you go. That's how you do it. That's just perfect. So, okay. So yeah. last, last year we really did get a very, a varied aspect of cars in our car show scene because we had a lot of stuff. Like I said, a lot of people didn't get a chance to get out. And I think they kind of did that swan song thing. Now we have this year coming up, and um, I don't know if you knew, we were looking at some of these, um, my friend Tyler was putting up his videos of the, um, what do you call it, Uh, spectator drags. So they do the drags, and one of the two, this year they had three um, Teslas at it. 
So everybody asked me what year would I start seeing? Yeah, exactly. So what um, what year would I start seeing the electric cars? And I said, this is probably going to be the year this year that we're going to start seeing people bring out electric cars because now they want to make noise. We saw them last year. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I think it's going to be, it wasn't the stuff that we did. It was kind of, they were there, but they weren't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, they, they were quietly there. Right, exactly. So, but I think this year is going to be the first year that we're going to see a huge amount of like. I think people are going to want to bring out Tesla plaids. They're going to want to bring out their big cars. Um, and the other thing is, is it's we. This is your chance if you're the you know the internal combustion guy to bring out your stuff before kind of the, the this we start seeing this resonance and start figuring out where they fall into this bracket. I mean, do. Do you see anything coming from that, or is that something I'm just, you know, coming out of my head with? Uh, I I don't think you're you're I don't think you're wrong that it's going to happen. Do I think it's going to happen this year? Uh, I think I think we'll definitely see some Teslas being, uh, like decorated, but we're but you know it's not like there's a modification market for a Tesla right now. Well, it, the fun, right. I, I'm, I'm actually in a group. I mean, everybody says you, that I hate electric cars, and then I was like, I'm in a, an actual Tesla aftermarket group. Um, I just, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to be yeah, one of those. It, I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, it, it um, the inevitability of <laughs> just imagine all it is is like the difference between one car and the other is a reprogram, and then once you reprogram it, now yeah. you're like, okay, well, now I have all the the power of a plaid. It's it but, simply is a a, a computer thing. There, there, there's going to be like Teslas that are going to have that magic switch put on them that like, like suddenly launches like everything into all motors, you know, kind of, you know, and give me everything, right. um, you know that, but that bypasses whatever resistor or whatever kind of thing, and that, um, that that's suddenly going to give it like the magic. Two. I point. think it's a natural progression. It certainly is. I, I, but here's the thing: Do I see that happening? Um, I, I certainly see that happening at a spectator uh, drag show. Absolutely. Um, now, the, thing I, that, the thing that I liked about the spectator drag was is the plaid guy, you could tell he was setting up for launch control. So he was doing, he would drive up, program the car, and then pop. And that thing was doing, it, the only thing that it, re, there was a, an eclipse that really gave it a run for its money. But the... The zero to sixty in that style of racing is perfect for it. Right. So he just get up to his power, get around, and the only thing he lost me, he did lose to a, a Corvette. So it is what it is. Right. And, and honestly, I'm a little surprised that he lost. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 to 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 be brutally honest, I think I think the electric car has a drastic advantage over any internal combustion vehicle because of its raw and straight torque. Right. But I think um, the thing is, is it runs out of leg room. Is that, that's well, I'm going to say it. it. It's probably not geared correctly. So that's the thing is you're going to, you're going right. to start seeing like gear ratios change on the electric motors, uh, you know, type, uh, type thing. And we are, people are, people are going to start machining their own. Uh, do you, um, do, if you really want me to know where I, this is my thing. And I saw the testing video on it and I think it would be something I'd literally like to share at some point. I probably should have brought it up tonight, but uh, with the new Cayman setup, they're testing this Cayman stuff and watching yep. that Cayman electric car. Have you have it? Have you seen that video? 
I, I haven't seen it, but you're the third person to bring it up to my attention that I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I will say that, you know, realistically, we were kind of seeing that progression through the hybrid cars. Right. Right. But I it, mean, it was, it's, it's just an app. That's, that's all you yeah, say to that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like an NSX that was what doing like what three second zero to 60 times. Right. Out yeah. of a, which is technically a hybrid. Like it like, was the, the biggest, I say this to this day and everybody can argue with me all you want that, that I'm wrong about this, but it's the way Kona Seg did it. Kona Seg went with a hybrid yeah. motor. They went with a ethanol set up for fuel and they had they were making power hand over fist and here's the nsx that just took the basic concepts of that and used it with a regular combustion engine did the zero to 60 as being the prominent thing and then coming back with the you know the big power end of it would be the combustion side of it i it i said it perfect mate i said it when we when when chevrolet announced the c8 I said, and people laughed at me, I said, the reason that they're going for a mid-engine is not to create a mid-engine, not to have a um, uh, flat-plane motor in that thing. It is the stepping stone for having a hybrid electric Corvette that is literally going to give the finger to the NSX and um, and the Koenigsegg, and it, and you're gonna, we're going to see a Corvette electric that is just going to... Well, I, not, not Blow a lot the of people, off everything out there. Yeah, not a lot of people know about the Surf program in the '80s, and right. that we've had we've had mid-engine Corvettes literally for pretty much as long as I've known. I think it was was it like '83, '84 that they did that. Somebody somebody will put it in the comments and correct me on my timing. So on that, which is yeah, funny. so '83, '84 there was there was actually a concept uh, Corvette that was actually a mid-engine, um, and uh, Zora. Uh, Duntov was actually still alive at the time, and he was like, he, and he's the father of wanting to ha actually have a Corvette as a mid-engine car. You know, he was the guy. Who I, I don't understand it. why it took so long to get it, but I guess demand. It was, was, what it was. no, it wasn't even demand. It was totally about. Uh, it was totally about GM saying, "You're only using what we have off the shelf." So and we, and we yeah. have, front, and we have front engine, front engine, uh, you know, vehicles and all that. So that's what you're going to use as, as, um, as it's, so, it, I always thought about stuff like if you see the, the Porsche design, the Viper design, um, I can, there was a couple other design things in their front. And I remember that the choices that they made were definitely based on their GT racing division. Right. And it's funny because you go back to the eighties and that's not not a thinking you know what i mean it doesn't apply to that time i don't know if it was the late 90s or whatever but i, I remember pirelli world challenge being the one that like and then imsa had its stuff but everybody got into that old gt40 thing this is what made the gt40 a car was is that we wanted to win in a race and it's so weird because it's like there's some design choices that we made in the 80s that just didn't apply to any of that thinking right and Unfortunately, the one time that we actually went for that, like, and that that engine combination was the Pontiac Fiero, and <laughs> right, and 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 we put an Iron Duke uh, four cylinder in it, and we proclaimed it a sports car, um, Boy, which yeah. it which it was. I well, mean, did we yeah, wake I, up from the dream of the eighties? Is that what happened? Right. <laughs> 
I, 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 I injected a little bit of the nightmare of the eighties, but, right. um, uh, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I make fun of the Fiero, but the the thing about the Fiero, it was ahead, it was way ahead of its time. And and the problem was when it became good, when it, when it finally received like a decent power plant in its later iterations, where, where the amp, uh, the AM uh, four, where it had mm-hmm. the, the that when it actually had the six cylinder. Uh, were you a car guy back in like eight the eighties, like late late eighties? I've always been kind of a car guy, like my entire life, which was even like in the seventies. Um, but I, uh, you know, my my father, my my parents were uh, before they divorced. They were actually rally racers in on Long nice. Island, mm-hmm. um, and my dad had a um, a fifty six. No, I'm sorry, it was a fifty seven Volkswagen Beetle that he had retrofitted a sixteen hundred cc. Motor into, um, and it was it still retained its six volt. Uh, and this thing with, was moving right. Uh, it he ha- he had put what was called the uh, the uh, bug spray kit, which was the dual Weber carb sauna. Oh, that was the, the thing. Yeah, that was, which was yeah. the single single stinger coming out of the bottom. And uh, and uh, there there's a story that my dad actually told on his deathbed about um, my mom. My my dad became navigator because my mother could not read a map. And so he had taught her how to drive a stick better than she knew how to drive. And That's she actually, awesome. she actually taught me how to, um, speed shift. And That's cool. And, uh, they were, they were doing a timed race. And when I say it was a timed race, it wasn't a, like how fast you can do it. It was how close to the time you could get. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Right. So like, don't go over, don't go under, like how, like how close can you get to that actual, um, um, predicted time. And they were running late, and my dad was yelling at my mom, telling her that you know we're we're running at least five minutes late, and and he I, I actually still have his stopwatch for for doing for doing nice. those, and uh, my dad was reading the map at one point, and they were on they were on the Jericho Turnpike in Long Island, which if you've never been on the Jericho Turnpike, the Jericho Turnpike was designed in the early 1900, you know the the first highways. Um, type of thing where um, pretty much they were designed for Model A's and Model T's to exit and enter onto this highway at a whopping 15 miles an hour. Nice. That's right. top so speed. So <laughs> very tight, very tight on-ramps and on, uh, off-ramps. And my mother was exiting off at a very excessive speed. Uh, and my dad tells the story that he actually had the map and just kind of did one of those <laughs> you know we're on two wheels and my right. mother just looked at him and said you told me i'm late <laughs> you know like i'm it's doing what i can do. <laughs> to get back on time kind of thing but uh but so like i've always been a car guy you know I, you know from from everything as simple as like what i told you on 1969 mm-hmm. bmw 2002 um my dad brought me to car shows uh you know i i sat there's a picture of me on facebook at a very young age sitting in a model t yeah. um that's that one of my favorite my 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 thing that i had when i was um my grandfather's car it was the rumple seat that they had and i remember as yeah. a kid just going how do you sit in this thing you know what i mean and yeah. it was a while because it, we, we took it to car shows and stuff but it, it was kind of propped open more for display than anything yeah and yeah I, and so i said i was like i, I want to sit in this thing and they have the pictures of me in the back and sitting in yeah. the seat and everything and it just it to this day and 
I hardly remember it as a kid too, which is so weird because I was like so young at the time. But but yeah. yeah. But the reason I brought up the '89 because, like I said, there was the dream of the '80s. It was more like a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and then we got into I want to say it was '89, '90, '91 or something. I remember my friend runs into the room. He's he's in architecture class, so he runs in and he says. Uh, have you seen these new cars? And I was like, what do you mean? What new cars? And he's like 3000 GT, the Mitsubishi oh, Eclipse, yeah. the, um, the ZR1, ZR1 Corvette 91, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, ZR1 was actually 90, 93, but, uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, I'm the guy I was so into cars that I was the guy who everybody who was anybody wanted one of two cars. Yeah. And it was either. An IROC Z, nice, or, or yes, a um, Fox Body Mustang, not yeah. a GT, but right. an LX. You know, you wanted the LX with the five speed. Hey, everybody down. wanted the LX. I was not a Mustang guy back then, so it was like everybody was like, "Yeah, we're doing the LX," and I was just like, right. "You know, okay, whatever." Well, everybody was like, "Why?" But but it ended up being like quicker than the GT because it had less weight. Well, I had that's I figured had, that out. I didn't do. Let's say probably, I want to say it was 2010 or something like that. It was really late in the game that I was like, I remember starting to work on the cars and then the five liter. And I was like, okay, this car actually has some potential, but a lot of guys love the four six by then. So it was kind of like this, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was which really, oh, that, which was my that, least was favorite. that was always my least favorite, um, uh, era of the Mustang was the, right was that 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 four six and right. or the four eight or whatever it was but well um, that was back before we had the internet so i'm sure a lot of people made a lot of mistakes <laughs> right right <laughs> right but you know that but that those were the days and and um you know it like i think like the the late 80s realistically i think um we we survived that era of like the 75 through 84 where if you remember back then yeah, there that was, was torture <laughs> like how many there wasn't a single car that america made that had over 300 horsepower oh it was like three 305s making a hundred just under i was thinking it was like 180 horsepower just I mean, they didn't make 200 on some of them and no. that was just like disturbing i was like how do no. you do that now it's so nine, weird my, nine, my 1980 chevrolet impala that had a 267 cubic inch v8 in it yeah think of that a 267 cubic inch v8 that i think put out a whopping 189 horsepower yeah Uh, that that was my my car that i took my uh driver's test on was our 82 i think it was an 82 trans am and i just remember thinking well this car's got all the power like it it, you know we do burnouts (laughs) and do all this other stuff and now i'm looking at it going like is that really all it made for power like did i dream something i don't you know I remember the the, yeah. the officer getting in the car going. He was he was kind of like uh, you know, and there was an ice storm that day, so it was even better. So I take my driving test in an ice storm. The cop gets in the car. My mom is stuffed in the back because you have to have somebody with you to to prove it. Right. The whole entire drive, she's trying to get his brain off of. He's like, I'm gonna die. I can tell his look, and he was he was like. And then somebody crashed in front of us that wasn't a train. And you know how those were notoriously not good in anything any road yeah. conditions, whatever. And my so, dad had a 79. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So here I am doing this drive, and I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm just driving. The guy in front of me crashes. I'm like, I so do you? I looked at him. I was like, do you need me to stop? And he was like, no, just keep going. And I was like, okay, we're going to keep going. And I went around it, no problem. Turned around, came back. He was like, no, I was like, we're not going to three-point turn. We're not going to do this. He's like, you literally just drove through probably one of the worst conditions ever in a car that should not have driven that. If anybody deserves our driver's license, it's you. So you're, the, I you're, don't, you're, you're done. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. playing. You're good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm alive. You passed. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah. But that but was, that, that was that, the thing. That was the era too. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, my, my driving test was also in the snow. Yeah. Um, but I drove, you're going to love this car. Oh, I cannot wait to hear this. I drove a 1985 Renault Encore. Uh, I got to look <laughs> this up now. Hold on. <laughs> Probably one of the ugliest cars ever yeah, built. No Encore. Hold, I got to look this up. Hold on. <laughs> and it, so uh, AMC at that time was importing Renaults. Um, and, and matter of fact, uh, at, at oh, that time, Renault. Be- she's beautiful, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm picking up one myself soon. I just, I just feel like we've missed. There was right a- now. So I'm going to tell you right now, there was actually one, uh, a red one, at the Deerfield uh, Muscle Car Club car show uh, in t- in 2020, and and it was for sale, and the guy was selling it for three grand. And I'm telling you right now, I was like, I was very close to. <laughs> going i'll be right back <laughs> it's been a while since i've seen one of these and i'll be back with a check okay. any minute now <laughs> I, I was very close i was very close gonna, there, there, was, pull, there was a lot of a lot of nostalgia i'm gonna pull this picture up so everybody can see this i, I found a red encore picture and i'm just like yeah we gotta we gotta show this right now there we go that's it's a little small picture so yeah. it's a, probably a little grainy but yeah, that's the that's your encore right there. You know, something I got to learn later on this the system is being able to pull pictures up like this and have them show so up that everybody and, uh, else can see it. Yeah, so well, uh, because I have to drag and drop. I know there's a studio option that I can just show it, and you know what I mean. It's a lot easier. But um, but yeah, I'll tell just, you though that that car that car yeah. um I actually used to race when when uh when my very first job. Uh, where I worked at a grocery store, and it was called Violet's IGA, um, and it was in a strip mall. And um, we used to hold what was called the Violet 500, which was basically one or two laps all the way around the strip strip, mall. The strip mall? Yeah. um, I'm liking this race already. (laughs) Right. And uh, I, I ran in that encore quite a few times uh didn't do too half bad against a mazda glc nice what did it make uh, for power oh i think it was like 85 horse <laughs> if, if that all the way i know it's i mean the, i want to say one, the one kids cylinder, or 1.4 uh uh 1.4 liter uh four uh with a five speed kids today do not know the the glory that is the chevette right Oh yeah, my mom drew, they, drove two of those as, as uh, um, company cars. Yeah, I grew, but they were automatics, and she hated she hated, it. She yeah. hated that thing, like despised my, it with a passion. My mom did her stuff. She worked for a company, and she constantly won cars. I mean, they just gave mm-hmm. cars away back then. So she constantly won, but the car they won 
was a were they all pink no no they were it was <laughs> it was an orange car like it was it was a kind of fiery looking car which was perfect for a pinto so yeah, yeah. exactly right yeah right. so if, once we yeah, got we had, rear-ended my, nobody noticed <laughs> right my mother my mother had a 1979 pinto that was red that my sister ended up inheriting and and that's what we 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 replaced that car with the renault encore yeah uh and and i'll tell you that car uh i did I did a lot of like horrible things on it. One of the best though is one that uh, 1980 Chevrolet Impala that I did had. I did yeah. the one of the very last uh, Violet 500s in a snowstorm, uh, and uh, uh, blew a uh, tie rod right wow. out. Wow! There you go. Uh, that'll that'll and, do it. So okay, so we're we're we've we're come to the end tonight. I don't want to go over the hour mark because. The algorithms doesn't like. The algorithms do don't like it. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. So, so okay. So final final word tonight on car shows. Are we going to have a good year? Are we not going to have a good year? I will hold this against you. Uh, come but the end of the year. Well, listen. So like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like indoor show shows are announced. Um, uh, the the uh, cabin fever that Don Claddy puts on. He's announced yeah. that he's going April second. Um, the 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 some of the. Um, She's the the uh, Connecticut um, uh, Volkswagen Associations. They've announced all of their dates for. Yeah, for Connecticut's going to be amazing this year, and I just and it Connecticut just is amazing our, every year. And I got to right. be honest with you, like I'm moving. I haven't, I haven't been. I know. I, like I haven't. I haven't been to enough Connecticut shows because they have right. so many. They are. I swear, they are like the mecca of car show. Right. We, uh, well, we had we, the best shows that we had this year. And I, I don't want to say, I don't really want to say the best. I, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to retract that statement. But the thing is, is I really have to say some of the top notch shows that we had for the year for last year didn't matter what it was. If it was exotics, if it was drifting, if it was anything, it all came out of Connecticut. Uh, you should have gone to New Hampshire, though. You guys did have a lot of good stuff last year. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and ignition and by speed the way, festival, like uh, you know, the mission twenty two rally was in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so, but um, we, I, I think um, the the big one that haps, happens in Manchester, New Hampshire. They've, I'm pretty sure that they've already like announced it, but it's not on my list yet. But I'm pretty sure that they're they're they they actually went off last year for the first time. They they had skipped twenty twenty. Yeah, and they went they went off last year, and and I'll tell you, that was a record turnout. I think. Um, well, yeah. Nate, I'm, I'll say this: Anheuser Busch was the not just the king of beers; they were the king of car shows. When yep. back when we were doing so, they had some amazing stuff going there. They really kind of hyped their stuff last year. They really kind of threw their hat in the oh. ring. It was looking for people to run good stuff, and I think that this year they're well, really going to. Last year they didn't. They they skipped 2020 and 2021. There was no yeah. shows that there was there was not a single show, and we we were literally kind of like in the point of going, are they ever going to have a show again? Like, are they like literally closing the facility off to never do it again? But that's, uh, and that's, have, yeah, we've seen that before. But like I said, they've been they were putting out feelers. I knew that yeah. they were going and looking for people. That's why I think so, I don't think the Camara guys said we're going to bring it back. I think they called them and said. We need a show. Give us something to do, and yeah. that's what happened. So the Mustang Club is going to be there. They've already announced their date. Um, Camaro Club has announced their August. Oh, uh, they have uh, they have announced for August seventh. Um, the only one that has not announced their show um, is the Gate City Corvette Club, and they are usually very. Um, they're usually the um, May 29th 
uh, the last weekend of May yeah. uh, type thing. So they have not announced their date yet, and I think they're they're kind of waiting probably their last minute, um, and they may not do it based on some of the Omicron right. numbers that are currently happening this early in, in the year. Yeah. Kind of but that's, right. that's what's going to play it. But I think we're going to have a good year, and I, I think we're especially going to have like good, very good outdoor events. I think right. we're going to see probably uh, um, some some record numbers at certain shows um, that that never normally got decent, uh, or, or I don't want to say that they, they didn't get great showings, but I think they're going to get some of the best showings that they've seen in a long time. Right. Uh, All right. So I think that's it for today. I want to thank everybody for coming in. I want to thank you for coming by as always and being uh, one of our top-notch correspondents especially when it comes to the car show scene um i i think we have a lot again i think i it, you brought a lot of positive to this of, of a year that i really didn't think we were gonna have a good year i thought we were gonna get a little bit more bad news here um obviously anytime we have the stuff that we have going on right now and i like i said i think it's a transition year it's not gonna be the big transition yet i think we're that may that may be 23 last 24. year we Last year we thought was going to be the transition year, but then right. you know things went the way they did. But but on the on the same token, I think what we if we did nothing else for last year, we proved that we could still have a car show season. Right. All right. So before we cut cut you out, uh, tell um, everybody where to look for you, where to find you, and where to listen to you. Well, you can uh, find me on Twitter at NEAS Web Guy. Uh, you can also see me on Instagram at uh, Web NEAS. Um, the Facebook is at New England Auto Shows. And, of course, please go to the website and make sure that if you have a car show that you want to promote and make sure that it gets onto a master list and on the calendar, please go to NewEnglandAutoShows.com. You got it, man. So that was our boy Joel for today. As, as always, he brings the heat, knows exactly what's going on, has a pulse with the community. Um, so yeah, like I said, if you have a chance to run over to his website, do it. it. You won't regret it, especially if you're a car guy. And it doesn't matter if you are just an exotic guy, if you're just an import guy, whatever it is, he's going to have everything there. Check it out. Um, and as always, don't forget to sign up to IG at Executive Automotive Society. Look at us up on Facebook. Everything with the same exact uh, logo thing that we always use there. Uh, and again, don't forget, like and subscribe. Don't forget to hit bells. Don't forget to hit dudes. Put some comments in. If you got a car show or anything that you want to be part of this year, put it down there. We're going to be happy to see you. So check out these other videos. Or sorry, check out these videos. Uh, and as always, guys, don't forget to drive. <laughs>